Welcome to The Eventful Entrepreneur. I'm Roger Woodall, founder of the Bournemouth Sevens, the world's largest sport and music festival. With all events in 2020 grinding to a halt, I'll be bringing people back together, but in a different way. On this week's episode, I'm talking to a true events and music man, Orlando Gittins. We chat about the early days of getting events over the line, putting on boat parties on the Thames, and the time he got caught up in a shooting when cashing up in Manchester. He's a fascinating guy with loads to say, and I don't think there's a more infectious laugh out there. Here's the man himself, Mr. Orlando Gittins. Orlando, welcome to the show, buddy. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Very good, mate. Very excellent, good. Excellent. Good to have you here. So what we'll do, we get, we get cracking. Let's get straight into it. You've been in events over 30 odd years now. I know. 30 odd. I can't believe it myself, mate. Crazy, isn't it? 30 odd years, mate. Tell yeah. me where you, how you got into events and what was your first gig? The first gig I ever put on actually was the Cool Notes, mm. actually in 1984, mm. over in um, a place called the Shady Grove, and it was shady as well, over in Tottenham. Okay. Some geezers trying to, at the time I didn't know, I just got into it. Yeah. And I thought, I can do that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I remember at the time I was my own security <laughs> and I was backstage feeding them. But you know, <laughs> I thought that's the way to do it. Yeah. Honestly, it's strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First and where, so that was what, in the mid, mid 80s, late, late 80s? That was like 1984. Was it? Mm, and then what, what, what gave you that buzz that day to go, I, oh, I want to do this full time? You know what it was? I was going out with a girl and she was, a, at the time she was an aspiring singer. Yeah. And she was backing singing for different people and blah. And she introduced me into that kind of music world. Yeah. And from that, I just started meeting people and started getting the bug for it. Like, hmm, this, I can go with this. Yeah. Kind of, it's loud. It's kind of flash. It's kind of, yeah. I like this. So yeah. we could, that's, that was a start. Nice. And from I'm... then I went into like, opened up a record company. Is that right? Mm. Tell me. So I had a record company called Soul Town Records for like a. Uh, oh, I know. From like, yeah, 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 from yeah, the, yeah, 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 we had some big tracks, but the biggest one really for an independent point of view was a guy called Wayne Marshall. Yeah. We had um, the soundtrack for 94 was a track called G-Spot, yeah. which is another thing I like as well, like sex and that. So we just... <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, combine the two, yeah. this is going to be brilliant. Perfect. Life. <laughs> Party and sex and music. Oh, well, God, Happy listen, days. <laughs> please. <sighs> anyway, you're getting me excited now. Can I have some water? Have some water? <laughs> So G Spot, what did that go? Is that go number one or number yeah, top we, three? Was that? It went. To, we went to. No, it went to number twenty. Twenty, 20 yeah. national charts. We got. We done. You know the whole kind of trailers on top of the pops yeah. and all that. But the bottom line of it is, it got stopped because we had a lot of women's groups at the time yeah. complaining about it. Yeah. Okay. And so um, a lot of the radio stations decided to take it off mm. and blah blah blah. But as an independent. We sold over 100,000 units of the album. That's a lot. Listen, mate. That's we was, a lot. We was, and you got to remember, I'm talking here for the listeners here. There was no social media back nah, then. None at all, mate. Be, even today, it's, it's, still, it's still the most successful proper independent. A lot of indie, people say they're independent, but they were backed by majors. Yes. This was me. It was yeah. me, my mobile phone, yeah. and a telephone box at the time, yeah. and the artist. There yeah. was no one else. Yeah. No, I mean, so at the time, it was the biggest project. We had like 50,000 street posters. We had front covers of magazines, we done to travel the world on it. It was brilliant. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, it was absolutely, it was, quality. it was proper. And it it's interesting, proper. isn't it? The different, the different uh, marketing there is today compared to the marketing, oh, as me and you know, different old game. school. Different. Talk to me, talk to me through the marketing for you boys. Well, back in the day, it yep. was flyers. Yep. It was posters. Mm. It was radio adverts on pirate radio stations. That's right. Do you know what I mean? And we don't, we got a different kind of series going on. When they wouldn't play the record, I'd do an, a minute advert yeah. with just the record playing and all yeah. that stuff there. Yeah. Different ball game with power plays. Yeah. Where you go to the guy who owned the radio station and said, Well, hold this. 
and play my record on the hour every hour yeah. and blah 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 like people like it. Yeah. Different scene. Yeah. Now, no more power plays. It's all about social media. The first time I put on a gig, just jumping forward, I put on a gig on on Facebook. Yeah. The first time I ever used Facebook. And I sold out on the weekend and I thought, yeah. I ain't done a flyer. I know. I ain't done a radio advert. I, know. I ain't done nothing. And I sold out in I sold out in the weekend. It's mad, wow. isn't it? It's mad, mate. Do you know what? I did a podcast the other day and someone said, What was the game changer? I went, Mark Zuckerberg bringing Facebook to us yeah. in yeah. two thousand and eight. Thank you, mate. Change the game. Yeah. It changed it completely. But I still really like the old school promoting stuff. You know, for branding? Yeah. It's still you still can't beat it. Yeah, you can't. I do. I've got a, a series called The Giants of Lovers Rock that's been running for about ten years, and everyone knows it's, it's a heart shaped flyer, and everyone looks for the flyer still. Yeah. Even if they said, "Have you got that flyer? Yeah. You got the flyer? Like it's more important than the gig. Because yeah. now they symbolise it well, with it's it. Branding. That's brand exactly what it's branding. Isn't that's it? right. And your brand stands for what they like. Yeah. So when they see it, they feel comfortable. We're coming to that. So you've, you've been one of the biggest black music promoters in the UK for mm. a long time now and Pretty done a well, lot, yeah. a lot of gigs. Mm. Is there any gigs that really stand out in your mind? You know what? For different reasons, isn't yeah. it? I think one of the one of the largest ones that I felt really good about, I put on the um, the Millennium gig for the BBC, yeah. which was like um, in 1999, you know, obviously it was the countdown to all the computers are going to crash and the whole yeah. world is going to change. Yeah. <laughs> Little didn't know we was going to wait to 2020 for that. But... <laughs> <laughs> But there you go. Yeah. Um, so I put in this gig with them and it was like all the Caribbean artists that were big at the time, my duty was to go around the different islands yeah. and find them and put them and together. And you got paid to do that? <sighs> Listen, mate. <laughs> 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 anyway, I've been looking for a gig like that ever yeah, since. Mate, it's like, it's like a real way. They flew me out. I was How long was this for? A whole year. No. Beginning at 99, wow. right through to the end. Wow. Yeah. Different islands. Tell me the countries you went to. <sighs> I went to all the Caribbean go islands. Go on, go on. Jamaica, Barbados. Um, St. Lucia, St. Kitts, Grenada, <laughs> fucking Trinidad, everywhere. Quality. Just recruiting the local acts. So for that, so they sent you out there to go mm. and recruit all the talent yeah, that yeah. couldn't be seen in the UK. That's right. For okay. this and you know the funny thing is that the whole project took me a year, yeah. obviously. The show on, at Shaw Park on New Year's, on New Year's Eve was Shore about... Shaw Park was where? Tobago. Yeah, okay. Shaw Park in Tobago. We was out there for... The show, to, the show was probably on for about five hours. Mm. And in the end, the BBC showed about... Two minutes. Wow. And I was done it in association with Eddie Grant. Yeah. At the time. You know what, I mean? yeah. what was his big hit? Um, Electric Avenue. Electric Avenue. Electric Avenue. And he had another one as well, but that was the one that I, because Brixton in it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I know yeah, yeah. that one, but yeah. Did you, did you put any, put any um, gigs on in Brixton back in the day? You know what? Or I've you done, more East London or North? Uh, you know, with Brixton, I'll tell you what, my kind of gigs that I put on really, my vibe of it was putting on acts that people know about, but they don't normally go to because they might feel a bit, that it's not in the area that they want to go to. Yeah, okay. So, like, say the reggae acts. Like, yeah. I've done John Holt and people like that. And a lot of the guys who I know, who like, who I brought up with, mm. they don't want to go into the deepest Brixton, mm. if you want the honest truth. Yeah, they don't yeah, want to yeah. go to, if it's too, too black, yeah. they want to go to an area where it's kind of neutral. Yeah. So that's why I like, I like venues like the O2, like the Indigo. Yeah. It's a, a venue, isn't it? A cracking it's a, venue. It's a, it's a class venue. Yeah. People like it. And everyone likes it. Black, white, pink and yellow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So everyone goes there. So the kind of acts I've put on appeal to those people. Yeah. And it's in a venue that they like. Mm. That's kind of that was kind of like one of the things I would set out to do anyway. Wasn't it amazing back in the day when they had that Millennium Dome? Oh yeah, and which yeah, was a yeah. total failure. Yeah, yeah. White elephant, wasn't it? White elephant, yeah. and all of a yeah. sudden, boom! AEG have bought that and, and gone just, right. We're creating the O2, right. and I think it's gone one of the best indoor arenas in in Europe by far. Yeah. Probably in the world now. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. it's one awards for like your World Wide Awards. It's like. It's my favourite venue yeah. in Same. London. Same. It really is. It really, I think it ticks all the boxes. Mm. You know what I mean? And, 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 and do you have a yearly gig there? I've been doing a gig in there. I've been doing 
a minimum of two gigs in there since 2008. Is that right? Mm. So your journey then is from the sort of late 80s, throwing parties, putting on events. What's that feeling like when you see people queuing up outside your venue? You know what? That's a brilliant feeling. But I'll be honest with you, because I'm a bit, because I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm a frustrated singer in it, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I jump up on stage as well, make it like, so I do the whole kind of like introductions okay. and talking to the crowd, making out I'm a comedian yeah. and rah, rah. I'm not funny at all, but who cares? <laughs> it's my gig. I do what you I want. Do what all right, you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you jump up on stage. Yeah. The feeling you get when you're on stage yeah. and you look out and there's thousands of people. Yeah. Look, that's the feeling. Yeah, and, so you think, and you know, and I've just, when you're in your front, you think, fucking no, I made this possible. Yeah. They've, I bought them in. It's yeah. like, wow. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to come to my funeral. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Tender a man. Yeah. <laughs> mate, it's true though. It's that feeling that of looking feeling, out mate. in that crowd. Do you know what I found, what I find as well, is when I'm in, so, so for example, mm. for the years I was doing it in the nightclubs, mm. you know, all around the country, being in that DJ box, looking down at 2,000 yeah. people, having yeah. the best time of their yeah. lives. Yeah, listen, mate, nothing beats it. Yeah. It's an, un, it's, I mean, nothing, on the other side of it, Nothing beats looking at it. There's no one there. Yeah. And you think, oh, fucking hell, I've got this one wrong. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But when it's right, it's... And tell me about that feeling when you put on a gig, because just so the listeners know, mm -hmm. when you put on a gig, you're putting money up front, you're paying for yep. the flyers, yep. the posters, yep. the acts, you've got to pay the venue up front, you've got to sort out the security. Everything, mate. It's all on you. Yeah. The, the, the success and the failure is all on you. Mm. All the pressure that's behind the scene is all... People, people always jump up on when they see it's like packed on... I'll buy some champagne and yeah. blah, blah. I'm thinking that's it. And you think, this started months ago. Yeah. This started negotiating with artists that don't want to come. Yeah. And fighting with people and people trying to rip you off and blah. Yeah. The journey when you're putting on a show is immense. Yeah. The pleasure you get when it comes off is immense. Yeah. But it takes a certain kind of personality to do it. 100%. It really is. It takes it's a certain problem. mindset. Listen, mate. Yeah, to put on events really... in nightclubs or in a field yeah. or yeah. in a warehouse, it takes a certain mind. It, to really, it to... really does. Yeah. It does. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because and everyone, you know what I always find as well? Mm. You are being judged. Yep. Doesn't matter yep. how yep. good you are yep. as a promoter yep. or a bad. Yep. People are there to judge you. If you've got a successful event festival, people will love you. That's right. If they don't see you a success, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be, that's right. Yeah, they'll that's be chatting. Right. And that's why it's important as well to whatever you do in the game, you've got to keep it in, you've got to keep your integrity high. Yes. Because a lot of people now, especially on the black scene, I'll be real with you, a lot of the promoters, when it goes wrong, yeah. it goes wrong for everybody. Yeah. I.e., I've had a bad night. Yeah. And I can't pay you. Yeah. But my thing is, no, no, no. You can't put that on them. Yeah. Because when you booked them, yeah. You booked committed. them on the basis of the, if it works, I'm not paying you anymore. Mm. So if it don't work, I still got to pay you. Yeah. Your integrity is, and the reason why my one's good, but the, my brand's been like so strong in the back scene is because I, I stick by that. Yeah. And everyone knows, you know, I don't owe nobody. Everyone gets paid what they say. Yeah. Whether there's one person in there, whether there's a million, yeah. you're going to get paid what you yeah, like, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's you why you've got a good reputation over the yeah. years. Yeah, because for that reason. I'm exactly the same. If you're due someone a pound note, you pay them instantly. Pay them, yeah. Because yeah. that reputation is worth the money, more than that's a pound right. note. And don't put on a gig unless you've got the money. Mm. How many people do you know in this game, they start off half with half the money mm. in the hope mm. that the rest of the shortfall is going to be made up on tickets? Turn up, yeah. What happens if it don't turn up? Yeah. You have what, you're, begging, you're on the phone begging your mates for money? Yeah. Problem. Were you around? Were you around? Because it was like the late eighties. Mm. It was a little bit before my time. Before I started partying, I was sort mm. of like early nineties. The late eighties. Were you around in the rave scene? Yeah, I knew the rave scene well. Yeah. yeah. Tell yeah, me yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the my sister. My sister and other friends, mm, mm, Wendell mm. and everyone else I know, was around yeah, on that yeah, rave yeah, scene. Yeah, they were yeah, a little yeah. bit older than me. Mm. Tell me about. Tell me about the rave scene and what actually happened. You know what? Really, it was born out of 
it was born out of the fact that no one was actually catering for the dance market scene. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like finding the right kind of venues was difficult. Yeah. You couldn't get venue basically. Yeah, that's right. And somebody come up with the bright idea of like, well, let's just get some warehouses. Yeah. By hook or by crook. Yeah. Let people know we're having a party in there. Yeah. And invite people around. Yeah. It's basics. And all of a sudden it took off. Yeah. It became the thing. Yeah. And all the things that people, all the things that was like shady and illegal about it became the attraction. That's right. Not knowing where you was going mm. until the day. Mm. I mean, turned up. And, and back then, then it was 10p in a phone box that's and everyone right. know, wasn't it? That's right. Different ball game then. You turn up and there's like thousands of people. Lasers going off, people popping pills left, right, yeah. and center. Do you know what I mean? Like, but there's no trouble. You know what? It's weird because it was a, it actually was a scene of love. We are behind the scenes yeah. with some of the bigger promoters and blah, blah. It probably got a bit tasty. Yeah, it did. Because there was a lot of money involved. Of course. 15 but, quid entry, everyone necking beans at tennis. Listen, yeah. you know. So, and a lot, of, a lot of the firms were involved in them days. Yeah. So it was a bit tasty. Yeah. But for the punters, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fantastic. Good days. Good days. Good, mm. good days. Good days. I've heard some good amazing days. stories about that. I come on the scene really when that, that whole rave scene from outside mm. then moved into clubs. Right, okay. When it was yeah, just tap yeah, water yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just yeah, you know, yeah, sweating yeah, from yeah, the ceiling yeah, and everyone yeah, just yeah, having it yeah, for six, yeah, seven yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it, it got, it, well, that's when it becomes sanitised. Yeah. Legal. Yeah. So everyone could make it. The government decided, well, you know what? We, we might as well piece. earn from it. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. And was there, was there at this rave scene in the late 80s, there was never any trouble, but the police used to turn them and try to close them down. But you can't close down 10,000 people in a we're warehouse. We're having that problem now. Yeah. We're, I mean, we go, it's really weird, the pandemic. It's gone full circle it's again. It's gone around full circle. Yeah. People are holding illegal parties again. Yeah. And when you turn up and there's thousands of people there, how do you disperse thousands of people without there being trouble? Yeah. So obviously you target the organizers and yes. you say, you're going to get 10 grand fine and yeah. all that. But for the actual punters, they're raving because mm. you can't get rid of them. There's a couple of times they tried it in, I think, up north in Manchester. Yeah, that's right. And it's kicked off. That's right. It's difficult. Yeah, difficult and that's due to the pandemic because yeah, the, promo right. the promoters aren't can't earn any money. They're like, well, I'll put a party in the field now. That's right. Supply and demand. The bottom yeah. line, the punters still want to go out. Yeah. Even more so. Yeah. So there's a market for it, and, mm. and when there's a market, you and I both know <laughs> there'll always be someone that will step up and say, "Well, <laughs> call me Robin Hood." Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's true, isn't it? Always, absolutely. Always, always, always. So what, what? So what route did you go? So you went down that route, mm. and then w was your main route going into nightclubs, hiring nightclubs around yeah, the UK? Yeah, my one was yeah, my one was nightclubs. Yeah, because because I was coming from a record company background. Yeah. So every time we take artists on the road, I've yeah. looked, after, looked after people like Mark Morrison and that as well. Yeah. So you go on the road, and you're doing nightclubs, aren't you? Yeah. That's what you and you're looking around. And you think, you know what? And I said I dabbled from before anyway, even yeah. before the, I dabbled in it, and I thought. This is a good, this is a cool game. Yeah. And when the music business changed for independence, when we went into the streaming yeah. and the downloads. What sort of year are we talking there, roughly? That was like, do, 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 do. that was towards the end of the, that was towards like the end of the 90s. Yeah. I would say from like, I could see the change. Put it this way, on independent albums, I was going from 100,000 albums and I put an album in it, sold 5,000. Right, okay. And I realised like, it's Something's time. changing. It's changed. And yeah. people start the streaming coming, yeah. the downloads. So it's like it's, blockbusters versus Netflix. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The whole game changed. And I yeah. saw it and I thought, you're going to have to come out of this. Yeah. So I went to start looking after like more management. Yeah. And then after the management thing, I thought, yeah, you're taking 20% Orlando, but you're taking 20%. That means this artist has got to earn some serious money for yeah. to make money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they feel they can phone you anytime, day or night because you're not just their manager now. You're you're like everything. You're everything. Your mum, dad, love everything. You're yeah. everything to them. And it's like nice. No, so much just work. so the listeners know, when you used to sell an album, yeah, it would be I don't know a tenner. So 
the end price to the public is a tenner. Yes. So you would, let's say you, you go in the studio, you come out with your album, you've got your album and all that. To press up the album, yep. which would get you the vinyl copy, would come out to like vinyl. Now we're talking now we're Orlando talking vinyl. So yes, I was doing, in, the, in the early days, it was vinyl. Then we went to CDs. Yes. So the vinyl price was like a pound. Yes. Yeah. But you'd be selling them on for a fiver. Mm. So that was your profit margin yeah. on that. Sometimes yeah. six, depends on who you're going yeah, four through. Four quid times ten. That's grand. right. The and in them work. days, yep. we used to take it directly to the record shop. Yeah. And it's only when you got really, really like big, big demand and rate that you'd go for a distributor yeah. and you'd do a percentage and he would take 20% off yeah. and distribute it for you. Yeah. But the profit margin was really good yeah. if you got a good album going. Yeah. And on the single, it was the same kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously, singles sold more and they would sell your album for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the single, mm. you'd do a single that everyone loved. That's you'd it. whack the single into oh, an album. Um, and then they'd go and buy the album. They'd go and buy the album. But That's as right. we all know, back in the day, when mm. you bought an album and there's 12 tracks, you only like two of them. Always away. That's always the way. Always isn't away. It? But yeah. it's still by the album. Yeah, okay. And as long as you kept the album up to standard, yeah. people would be happy with it. Most times if you've got if you've got a 12 track album and you've got four, three, four tracks that you really, really like yeah. and two or three that are possible, it was a good buy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's where your money was. Yeah. The money was on the album. And, and the same kind of the same logistics and the same kind of profit margins existed when we went to CDs as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was good. So when you've got an album going out and you've got fifty thousand of it going out on pre-sale, yeah. and you're on like four or five thousand, four or five pound an album. Yeah, perfect. It's good money. Yeah, happy days. It's good money. It was good money. It was so there was day. another. There was another transition because it went from vinyl, where all the DJs when we were growing up was yeah. all, yeah, proper DJs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, we yeah, love, and yeah, that's all coming yeah. back full circle again. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little. There's a little. There's a vinyl market coming up now where yeah. people. I do weekends. We come out to later on where. I have a night where people just play vinyl. Just vinyl. Just vinyl. And the old school people love it and yeah, blah, mate. blah, blah. At Bournemouth Sevens Festival, we've got mm. a tent. Just vinyl. There you go. There you people go. People love it. They love it, mate. Yeah. They love it. love it. But I've seen turntables going now for five grand in that. Yeah. It's crazy, so it's, isn't it? <laughs> mad. Crazy. It's mad. So mad. the transition from mm. album, vinyl, then it went into CDs. CDs. Yep, yep. And then all the DJs were turning up with like computers yeah, and all. A, well, now, now it's the USB sticks. Yeah. So these would turn up now with like, and they'd say, well, what are you going to play in there? So, well, have you got, can I plug it in? And it's like, yeah, okay, okay. Well, I've got three million tracks on there. It's mad, isn't it? You know what I mean? Being real, for the days of walking around with big boxes, yeah. like this record, yeah. then as you said, it went to like a little bag with CDs. Yeah. Now it's a stick. Yeah. So do you remember like, if you wanted to, I've never done it, mm. but you was, there was always fellas turning up with like, Big bags of records, yeah, boxes of right. records, yeah, yeah. blagging it. They're probably not a DJ, just yeah, blagging yeah, to get in the yeah, club. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You always fever. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Don't, that don't happen anymore because now they used to then bring a little pack of CDs. Yeah, that's right. And now that's, they're bringing a stick. It's like, no one cares. Wow. Everyone's got. I've been, I've been to a gig where I've seen someone pull out his mobile phone and play yeah. off his phone. Wow. So, in fact, I brought an artist over a call, Adina Howard, one time, and I said, Well, where's your stuff? And she goes, Her phone. I went, you're going to do the gig off the phone. She went, all right. So she put it in and it rang in the middle of the gig. You're joking. On my life. <laughs> rang in the middle of the gig. No way. Wow. Yeah. So actually on the financial side of things, mm, you mm. went albums, CDs. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the big acts and artists weren't earning money from their music anymore because it then went That's on right. to... to tr the downloads. The, I the mean, downloads. They're, all, they're all crying. Yeah. They're all crying. When you, when you look at... You know, when you see people say, that, oh, you know, I've got a million, a million odd streams on, on Spotify. Don't mean anything like, financially, does it? And they, and they say, how much are you earn from that? And they turn around and said, uh, like 20 grand is that. Yeah. Bro, I mean, like, if you had sold a million albums yeah. back in the day, mate, millionaire. you're buying a helicopter. Yeah. It's a yeah, different yeah, ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different ball game. And what's mm. interesting is then what's happened to the artist. Mm. The artist price has gone up yeah. because you and I, or anyone who puts on a festival, big gig, are now paying proper big money right. for these artists. That's right. That's right. That's right. But it's interesting because what I've done as well, because of that, that very same reason, I went. I've gone back to heritage music. Yeah, okay. I'm going back to. I go back. I've been an artist now from the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Because 
they're not so much in demand. Yeah. But their niche market, they're yeah. in demand. People yeah. who like that music from yeah. that era still pay top dollar to yeah. come and see them, but I don't have to pay them top dollar. Yeah. Like if I if I approach somebody like say a Stormzy now, yeah. who's like bang up, he's asking for a quarter of a million pounds for a gig. Plus, there you go. Yeah. I've, well, I've got a quarter of a million. Is it quarter of a million? For that quarter, I said, mm, okay, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call you. <laughs> I've got a couple of mates. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean, but I've write so I book now. So like anything, so I, I don't know. You might go from ten to thirty. 40, 50. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's more It's manageable. Isn't it's it? manageable. When yeah. it's when some when some when some people start asking you for like a hundred thousand plus for me, yeah, I've looking, I think, well, you know, I shouldn't have to do anything. Yeah. I should put your name on the flyer and or put your social media post. It don't happen. And though. it just sells that, but mm, it doesn't work like don't that. Happen. It don't work like that. So you're you're risking a lot of money mm. to make somebody else happy. Mm. Do you know what's yeah. interesting, Orlando, on this whole thing on mm. Axe and Live Nation, obviously the biggest, well, of course, yeah. biggest promoters yeah. in yeah. the world. They've come in now since the pandemic and said, I know, I've seen it. And they said, because you'd normally pay insurance, you'd pay insurance, flights, yeah, flights, yeah, yeah, da -da -da, yeah, everything yeah. up front. Then you yeah. pay the pay the artist fifty yeah. percent and another fifty yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. They're now saying we're going to pay you ten percent up front. That's right. And ninety percent after. That's right. Yeah. And if it don't work, if it don't work, we, we want some of our money back. Yeah. Or you don't turn up, you've got to pay us double. The double, yeah, that's what we booked it for. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, which, yeah, yeah, I understand. You know what? I've had this argument with agents now, yeah. like from America, and I said, yeah. How blah, and I said, Well, yeah, I said, if, from a promoter's point of view, it's time now for everyone to take equal amount of risk. I agree. Because we take all of the risk, yes. And when it goes wrong, no one don't care. Yeah. Everyone's still out there with them asking for the money, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It's like nowadays, it's got to be, if it don't go and it's your fault, yeah. Then I need to be. I need to get mm, compensated. Mm. So I've got no problem with that. Mm. I can't phone up an artist and turn around and say to them, "I'm cancelling the gig a, a day before the gig, and I'm not paying you." Yeah, I can't say that. Yeah, but they can turn around and say, "Oh, but you know, I, you know, whatever. I can't come in and blah blah blah. It's force measure. Book me another date in six months' time. Yeah. It's like well, it's too late, mate. Yeah. My, all my promotion money it's and all my in. event money has already in. gone. In. I've lost. Yeah. So you telling me you want to come in later on, where I'm going to pay for you to come back in again, yeah. is no good to me. Doesn't work. Don't work. So the, the Live Nation, for me, I know that all the small, I mean, the, the artists are up in arms, yeah. but for the promoters, yeah. bravo, yeah, mate. Yeah, at last. Yeah, at last, mate. Do yeah. you know what I've also found moving on from that, Orlando, is when mm. you book acts, we have to deal with agents who are mm. quite rude. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. do yeah. they have to yeah. be rude? You know what? You know what? You know what I find with them as well? I think that, because they know that you've, they've got what you want, mm. they get a power kick out of it. Mm. You know, it's like you know, in the back of the day, you have the, the door, the guy in the door. Yeah. Monday to Friday, he's a nobody, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah then yeah. the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. So Friday, Saturday, he's the man. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's got all the power. You could come in. You, you can't. can't. Yeah. That's an agent yeah. to me. It's all yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be this way or nothing. And the funny thing, when you talk to the artist, mm. they're totally different. And they know nothing about it. They know nothing. I know. I've had artists that's to be honest, have turned up where the agents ripped them off. Yeah. And they didn't even know about it. Yeah. You know what I mean, and the agents made demands. I've had an agent that turned around and wanted 20 bottles of this vintage wine and all that. What, on his rider? On the rider for the artist. Yeah. And it turned out the artist was fucking teetotal. Yeah. Didn't even drink. Crazy. Didn't know about it. And said, What are you talking about? I said, I cut your money down yeah. because of the cost of this. Yeah. He got sacked. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he did. But I had, a, yeah. I had a, a John Empson on here the other day, he was a, mm. a big, big yeah. promoter. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah. he was uh, saying how. He booked Oasis mm. and they pulled out two days before because I think, I remember when, was it Liam and Noel got shelved yeah, 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 and he broke yeah. his ribs or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had his yeah, whole gig on this yeah, waiting yeah. for, yeah. It's yeah. mad. A lot of pressure, mate. There's a lot of pressure being promoted. There's a lot of events. You know, the events industry for me is the most exciting industry in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Because that. we have yeah. so much fun. You have, you know, you have high, you have proper highs yeah. 
and you've, I remember one time I put on a gig and I lost all my money. Yeah. And it's like where um, was this? Where was the gig? It was at the Hammersmith, Hammersmith Odeon. Yeah. I bought this is in like the early nineties. Yeah. And I, I went in with well, I went in with a geezer and he said everything was sorted. He never sorted out the work permits for the artist. Oh no. <laughs> the major, the main act. Yeah. They got turned away at the airport. But so, but but, it, but just going back yeah. there, you probably weren't even thinking about that. I was back in I was the even 90s, on that. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't even thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. it was, and it, you know, the guy I was doing it with, he, he told me he all had it covered. I was doing what I was doing. Yeah. They got turned away at the airport. So now, I've got who two pays who? Of, who pays who? So all the money, all the punters' money had to get paid back. Yeah. All the money, and obviously the artists are turning and saying, "Well, you're supposed to sort out the work permits." Yeah. And you said so. I went down about 170 at the time Whoa. on that one. It was two That's nights. That's a lot of yeah. money. I was broke. Back then. I was broke. I was, I was borrowing money in left, right and centre. Yeah. But again, they wanted to get paid, but I was borrowing money. And that's and that's when the music business, that's when I'd done the Wayne Marshall album. Okay. And made the money back. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Which is like, it's really weird about that as well. That's what I'm saying. In this game, people don't know what you have to go through. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Like the highs and the lows yeah. are mad. And yeah. the things that, I remember sitting on the wall with Wayne Marshall with a box of records. Yeah. We just got to Birmingham. To say, listen, we've got this one box called Goody Goody, I'll never forget. Yeah. And it didn't sell. It was in Manchester. Yeah. And I said, we have to get back to London. We do have the money. Yeah. And we had to, and so I went in the record shop with guys Summit Records. I said, listen, when it ain't sold, blah, blah, blah. Give us the give us the fare at least. He gave us the money for the fare and he gave us the money for a box of chips, bag of chips. On my life. And we sat on the wall and I said, you know what, Wayne? I goes, I said, I've got an idea. He goes, well, I said, we're gonna do a whole project on sex. Because sex always sells. He went, he went, yeah. I said, I said, I said, trust me on this. Yeah. I goes, trust me. I said this, could be, and it turned out to be the biggest project it was. Yeah. It, but it, it was born out of adversity yeah, because absolutely. we were sitting on the wall with no money, yeah. sharing a bag of yeah. chips. Mate. But <laughs> I enjoy that. That's well now. I'm when born I for this, stuff this, like this. this. There you go. Like when now, I look at it, bring it on. Pandemic, yeah, bring yeah, it. I'm born for yeah, stuff like yeah. this. Yeah. Well, you I know, lost, from adversity. Yeah, mate. Yeah, and yeah, resilient. True. We're all resilient. Yeah, we bounce back all the time because yeah. not everything works. Agree. And it's what you do when it doesn't work that can make, makes you stand out. Yeah. It's not the stuff you do when it's working. Everyone could be the hero when it's working. Yes. Everyone could look great and shine when it's working. Yeah. It's when it's going wrong. How that's, you that's a, adapt. That is really what it's about. Yeah. That tells you who you are as a yeah, person. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? So like, it, it's interesting. I launched uh, the festival in 2008, mm. right at the start of the recession. Yeah. Bring right, it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Launched yeah. a sportswear brand, 5 per 10, start the recession, bring it on. Yeah. Now in this yeah. pandemic, everyone's paying. I'm like, there's opportunities. That's right. Every session, a millionaire is born. Yeah. Every war, unfortunately, yeah. there's millionaire born. Yeah. Always. And yeah. I'm a great believer in that as well. Mm. When it gets hard, just when this when this pandemic thing started, yeah. I bought in masks. Yeah. Because you know what? Still I've got to eat. Yeah. Now the scooters have kicked off, mm. bringing in scooters. Yeah. It's nothing to do with entertainment, but yeah. you've got to live. You've got to live. You've got to live. Yeah, mate. You've got to live, mate. That's a proper entrepreneur. Yeah, survivor. Back yeah. against the yeah. wall. Yeah. Survivor, entrepreneur, it's all the same to me. Yeah, mate. Yeah, all the same. I mean, and going down, going down to some of these gigs, then if it, was there any gigs that you were at and you've gone, oh Jesus, this is going to kick off? Because all your gigs yeah, I know are yeah. real fun, yeah, lovely yeah, yeah, women, yeah, lovely yeah. guys, beautiful vibe. Was yeah, there ever yeah. a time you thought, oh, oh no, something's brewing here? There's an artist called from Jamaica called Budjo Banton, and when he first broke, I brought him over with a couple of other guys for a tour of England. What year are we talking here, roughly? This was the early nineties. It's like ninety. This is like 91, 92, round about that okay. time there. Something like that, like yeah. around the early 90s. Yeah. And um, we turned up at a Naya Centre in Manchester. And when you go into Naya Centre, you've got the turnstiles. Yeah. And over to the left-hand side is the box where all the money's taken. Yeah. And it was bulletproof. Yeah. And I was in there with 
the guy I was doing it with, and you know. And where's this? What's the venue? Naya Center in Manchester. Okay. Yeah, um, just up, just past my side. Yeah. And I'm looking. They've got the camera thing and looking through. And, I, and also, I see these guys walking in. Mm. And I'm not even joking. No, Clint Eastwood. Mm. You know when he's got. You know when like one of them films like you know the good, the bad, and the mm. ugly. He's got the double pistol, the mm. bullets one side <laughs> like that, no, and guns on right. On my life. Is that right? Taking it out starts popping off. No. And you see the bullets hitting this and the, and the security. The guys we brought down from London, yeah. Now unbeknownst to us, yeah, came prepared as well. Yeah. So it popped off yeah. in the foyer. It was mm. absolute, it was crazy. And I was mm. in this bulletproof thing looking and saying, What's going what on? What the fuck's going yeah, on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Three people got shot. No. And I'll tell you what, this is the funny, not funny because it's not funny at all. The old Bill come and said, took him away and said, carry on. You're joking me. On my life. What, so they took the lads away? The, the, when the people who got shot got taken away and it was like, they didn't want them on the streets, they said, carry on. Wow. So the gig went on. Wow. When we got back to London, CID called us in, yeah. brought all the footage and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Wow. Mad. That is mad, mad isn't that it? Was absolutely mad. And, you know, you see some things on the scene. Yeah. You know, obviously, I've, been, I've done a gig where I was looking after an artist and I turned up to get his money and the promoter turned around and said, he's not paying him and pulled out a drawer and put a gun on the table. No. And turned around and said, we're not paying you. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, not <laughs> gonna cool. you're not gonna muck around with that, are Yeah, you? there yeah, you mate. go. Keep your money, So, mate. And that's on people's, people see the glamorous side, Yeah, but there's other sides to this that's not so glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you know, especially some of the scenes, it's it's kind of funded by all different kind of things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it pulls in some unsavory characters yeah, yeah, as well. Course, do you know what I mean? Of course, And do you find, do you find that, being a Londoner, going up to Manchester, you're yeah. someone else's manner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, London, you know Birmingham, so, but Manchester, Birmingham, Birmingham, Liverpool, they don't want you there. Yeah. They, as far as they're concerned, this is their turf. Yeah. You're a flash cockney. What yeah. are you doing down there? Yeah. This is what we we can't come into what you we can't come into what you're doing yeah. Yeah. and do it. And but they don't and they obviously don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't like it. That's why sometimes it's good to like get in contact with somebody out there that's in that game. Mm. So you get some I mean a part, lot of when part, I put partner things, up. Partner up or yeah. give them something yeah. so it's kind of like it's got the seal of approval. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can go in there without no without letting hundreds. It's hard enough trying to make the money from it yeah, without people fighting you down as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Of course. And would you say that you, most of your career you've been putting events on in London? North, yeah, East, South? Yeah, you know what? Every time I like London. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm born <laughs> here and I know the crowd, yeah. I know what they like, and I know the, I know the whole thing about it. Yeah. Well, every time I step out of London, you're stepping out of London. Yeah, you know, you know, don't you? Yeah, it's, a a it's just a different yeah. ball game. The whole thing is different. Agree. Yeah, and you know, I've had some good shows outside, like R. Kelly, and I've done some good shows, yep. been involved in some good shows. After, but the real deal of it is, it's just not the same. Yeah, agree. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. You just, you know, even when, even when it's doing really well, it's there's another kind of like aggravation going on with it. Yeah. That's why I've got guys like you have done stuff outside of London successfully. I take my hat off to you, mate, because <laughs> that's an extra pressure, mate. It is, that's isn't an extra it? pressure. Yeah, it is, but I used to yeah. love it. Yeah, well, there you go. I would have parties in Manchester, Leicester, Birmingham every week. Twelve parties every week. Yeah, 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 I used yeah, to yeah, love yeah, it yeah, yeah. Because it was a game to me. Right, you got caught up on the buzz of it. I got and caught the buzz, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go yeah, in there. Yeah. I want two thousand people in that club every single week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go back down to London as fast as you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I think you find as well. It's a challenge of doing the challenge of doing bigger and better things that no one else has ever done. And when it works, you're looking and saying, "Wow, that just started off as an idea. Now look." Yeah. That's a buzz. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely. a buzz. I have get you, up on that. Have you found, obviously, we're like coming to end of 2020 now. Yeah. Has this last eight months allowed you to stop and reflect and look at all the events and gigs you've done, all the successes? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's quite interesting. Over the last couple of months, I started doing like radio shows. Yeah. People are finding, I come in, 
and they and they, those radio shows remind you of what you've done. Because yeah. I'm a kind of person, once I've done something, move on. it's done. I, even, I, don't, I don't even take no pictures, it's yeah. done. Yeah. You move on to the next thing. But when you start recounting them all, when you start thinking, you think, oh, even today when I'm talking about it, like, I think, Jesus, I remember that. That was wicked, yeah. Orlando. Yeah. And blah, blah, yeah, that was... That kind of vibe is like, yeah. So this year has definitely been a year where you've actually been able to sit back, take your time out and think, reflect on what you've done, yeah. reset, and also plan slightly differently for the for the following yeah. year. You know what I mean? Agree. I, I think 21, people people are chomping to get out to a it's party gonna be event. It's going to be massive It's going to be massive next yeah, year. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah. you know, I think as well, you know you get to a certain age, like we used to party hard for years and yeah, half, yeah. from the age of 15 up to 20, yeah, 30. Yeah, yeah. And as you get a little bit older, you've still got it in you to do yeah, three yeah, or four yeah, big yeah, nights yeah, a year. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think the 40 year old plus now will be going out a lot more That's than right. they ever did do. That's right. Yeah. Next, next year I've got um, three weekenders planned. Yeah. That's so that's so, so so you moved on from all the nightclubs and the parties. Good weekenders now. That now yeah. you've moved into weekenders. Yeah. And just explain the weekender. So is the, it would you yeah. hire a big venue where everyone's sleeping over? And, that's right, exactly. Yeah. So basically, you know, you've got your results like your buttons and your pointings yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go and you hire them for the weekend. It's a solace hire. You hire the whole thing. They keep their staff. Yeah. They keep their bar, but you take over the rest of it. Yeah. So you're selling the chalet, you're selling the entertainment mm. as a package. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so people are buying into three nights. Keep they're it. buying Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, they're buying the whole thing. So obviously, pretty much like a pretty much like a festival. Yeah. They're based on the place for a weekend. Yeah, they're coming in for a program worth of events yeah. for the whole weekend. Yeah, and during the daytime, they're getting off on the camaraderie of hanging around with each other. Like-minded people like who've all got people. stories from Thank twenty. You. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Also, so you'd have some great times with people just hanging around on the grass, yeah. playing football. Do you know what I mean? Or playing rounders or saying yeah. or around hang, hang around the pool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Talking, just talking about the old days. Yeah. Then they would go and have the thing to eat, go back in the chalets, yeah. chill out, and then come back out and rave through the night. Yeah, quality. And you know, we talk about the 40s and the 50s. That's my target yeah. audience. Yeah. And for them, it's absolutely brilliant because it's like a village. For them. For them. Yeah, mate. Yeah. And they they really, really successful. They do really, really well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've heard and next mate, year, I've heard great stories about it. You have them. to come up with one. Honestly, they're they're brilliant. Yeah. They're I've brilliant. heard. Yeah, they're brilliant. Everyone's like minded yeah. partying, having fun. <sighs> Amazing. It's like it's a it's a proper throwback mm. to the old days. Mm. It's just that everyone's carrying more pounds. Mm. It's like <laughs> it's in there. It's true, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I'm feeling, yeah. It's true. Honestly. Brilliant. Everyone's still brilliant. got it in them. Yeah. So what's it? So we, the, you got these weekenders. Yeah. And then have you ever come up, have you ever done like, I don't know, boat parties or anything like that as okay. well? Have you ever looked at doing anything like that? You know what? The funny thing is I wanted to do a boat party. Yeah. And, I, and I booked for, um, on the biggest boat on the Thames called the Dixie Queen yeah. back in 2017. How many is that old, roughly? Just about, just under 600, 500, 500. So it's a big old boat. It's, a big, it's the biggest one on the Thames. Yeah, it's a lot. A, like yeah. a party boat. Most of them do like 250, yeah, that's 350, right. 400. Yeah. So this was the biggest one. And it's, the, apart from the Sturgeon, which is like more for corporates, mm. for normal Promoters to book it is the boat on the Thames to yeah. book. It's the best one. Yeah. It, I think it used to be owned by Branson actually. Mm. But so in 2017, I booked two trips on there. One for 2017. 17, okay. Yeah. So I booked, um, and there's going to have acts on board performing live and blah, blah, blah. 50 quid a ticket, 75 pounds yeah. for VIP tickets yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And the first one was going to be in 5th of August actually, and it sold out. 5th of August. 5th of August 2017. 17, yeah. And there's another one was planned for September the 17th. And uh, which was going to be really good. It was going to go up the Thames, dock. People were going to go off afterwards and rave on the O2. Yeah. Get, and get back. It was, it was <laughs> honestly, it was, it was Love proper. It. It hadn't Love been it. done before. Yeah. It was proper. Have dinner at the Gaucho and all that. It's going to be off the, off yeah. the hook. Yeah. 
So booked the booked the boats, paid the obviously paid the deposits, done what you have to do, advertising, sold out. Yeah. Then I get a letter on the nineteenth of June saying that because of an incident they've had on a, on a, somebody else's boat, they cancelled my boat. So they had an incident on the same boat. Yeah. The day before. The Dixie Queen. That on, yeah, that's on the 18th of June. And they come to you and yeah. said there was trouble the night before or yeah. something. Yeah, and they're going to cancel it. You're joking, mate. On my life, mate, yeah. And you'd sold all the tickets. Yes, and done and all that. The worst thing about it was, is like, when it all settled, what turned what it turned out is that the incident they had on the boat was a black promoter. Yes. And all the promoters who they banned yep. subsequently were all black. So all the promoters who had different nights on that boat. Yes, right. None of, none of these promoters are linked. Right, they okay. don't know each other like that. Okay. Everyone's got separate events going on. Yeah, yeah. The only thing tying them all in was that they were black. Okay. So obviously I pointed out to them that this is actually illegal. You can't actually be doing that. Yeah. So I think you need to think about this again. Yeah. So we went down and they decided, no, you know, they made up this ruling now. They, made, they came up with a new policy. Yeah. No new promoters using their own DJ with crowds of over 500. Oh, okay. they, tried, they they fitted something to fit our cases. Okay. Do you know what I mean? That kind of vibe and all that. But anyway, long and the short of it is, it got into the press. Yeah. It got into all the press, actually. Television, we've done TV interviews and blah, blah, blah. The court has been, the court thing's been going on for three years now. So there's a court case on it, is there? Yeah, soon I'm going to go, innit? Right, okay. You can't understand, you can't, you can't let people take liberties no, like course, that. No, of course, of course. I mean, you've got to pull them up. Otherwise, they're going to think it's okay to do that all the time. Yeah. And when you've got kids coming up and they want to, you know, as a black person, mm. I've got a responsibility yeah. to make sure that it's an equal playing ground. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you mess up because you've messed up, you put your hands yeah. up. But you can't have it, I'm not messing up, you're just going to do it because I'm black. Yeah. That's, those days are gone. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, so yeah, we're suing them and all that. And um, yeah. but it's not going to go to court. No, okay. So I can't really go into, do, yeah, but, yeah, you know, of course, of read course. between the lines. Yeah, of course. You know, you know what I mean? So Sometimes it's easy to get it all settled out. You know what? As long Shake as, as, long, as have, long, they, did, have they apologised? No, but they're going to. Okay, so have they ever have they ever contacted you personally? Up, we made a mistake. I'm so sorry. They've, it's always they... it's always gone through from the, from the from the time I've got solicitors involved, which yeah. is like second week afterwards. It's always gone through solicitors. Okay, Do you know what I mean, and um, but we've had a couple of, this year actually. We had a couple of meetings via Zoom. Yeah, where it was it was you know it's oh, it, was it was a mistake. Wasn't it? it was a mistake. <laughs> you know, well, it wasn't a mistake actually. Done no. it on purpose. Yeah, of course. And I gave you lots of leeway to change it, and you yeah. didn't. Yeah. If you if you decide to sort this out in 2017, we yeah. wouldn't be here now. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And you you know, it's black and white. Yeah. Literally. We're all the same. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Well, that's and that's, why, and that's why I kept saying it's like it's mad. It's like, and why are you doing it? Yeah. Because I'm not that person. Yeah. And if you check, and worse still, it's like check my record, check what I've done. Yeah. Who I've worked with, yeah. much bigger venues than you, yeah. for years and years and years. Yeah. And they've all turned around and said to them straight, phoned them up, sent them letters, said, What are you doing? He's the real deal. He's what? a bit like, yeah. you're like, you're like, absolutely no problem with this guy whatsoever. Not only will he have no problem, it'll be a success. Yeah. But their thing was like, if we give him, if I personally think it's like, if we let him off, we've got to let him for everyone else as well. Okay. And they didn't want to do that. So going back then, there were six promoters, yeah. black promoters, yeah. they said, yeah. We don't want you. Have all six come together? Or we all it, came. We all came. All... We all came together at the, at the beginning. Yeah. But because these things are costly. Yeah. Well, it's two know, grand a letter. Well, you know, I'm, plus, we're, plus, I'm, plus. This, we're in. It's 140 now. Oh, yeah, it's 140 grand. 140, which obviously we're going to get back. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Plus what you lost. They're plus what you lost, and we have a bits and pieces. So it's going to cost them. They're in it for like half a million now. Wow. They're in, and they're going to lose. They're wow. in it for about half a million now on something that they could have really pulled in about 
60, 70 grand on each person. Yeah. When you think about yeah, it, they've yeah, lost yeah. fortunes on this, really. Whoever woke up that morning on the wrong side and decided, of the yeah, Crazy. I'll tell you what, right now, the rest, <laughs> of these, the rest of these boys are saying to him, guess what? This is on you, mate. Yeah. This is on you. Do you know what I mean? But funny enough, there's only two of us left. Right, okay. Everyone, over the years, everyone's dropped off dropped because off. they couldn't afford it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's but do you know what on stuff like this and, mm. and, and these things do happen mm. in business? If you stand your ground and you know you're right, stand your ground. Stand, listen, so I call it sort of Damocles. Mm. If you've got justice on your side, yeah. you don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. Sooner or later, it's going to come right because mm. you're right. It's when you're wrong, it goes wrong. But when mm. you're right, just stay in there because yeah. they're in the wrong yeah. and they were working on the basis that you're going to drop out because you can't afford it because yeah. they're bigger than you. Yeah. But David beat Goliath. Yeah, of course. So guess what? Of course. Yeah, and they've lost. Yeah. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. So, so, <laughs> so hopefully next May it'll be a payday. Fingers Drinks crossed. Drinks on me, Touch mate. Yeah. Drinks on me, mate. Mate, I'll be down there. We'll be, be on the Thames. I'll be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on another boat. <laughs> Waving like that. Yeah, you know, on our boat. <laughs> <laughs> or by their boat. <laughs> Quality. Quality. So you listen, we've gone down a brilliant route here. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this. So we're, go, we're going down the route of parties, parties, parties. Yeah, yeah. Sports your love. Yeah, I love sports. As mine yeah. is sports oh, yeah. your love. Apart from... <coughs> love it. I'm a West Ham fan and you're a Man United fan. We've had our glory days. <laughs> you know, I could take it. But you know what? When I first started supporting Man United... I can, tell, like I can tell by the accent, by the way. Oh, well, Cotley Reds. Cotley <laughs> Black Reds. <laughs> so tell Straight us, out of Brixton. Tell us, tell, us, tell us the gig. Mm. Tell us the gig. You come out of an idea. Like, as you know, with the Sport and Music Festival that I own. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You've gone down that route and uh, mm. a mutual power of, power of ours, Wendell, gave yeah. me the heads up on it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the route we've gone down on there, the, mm. explain to what clubs, football clubs, you got involved. Well, I, you know, first of all, to give a little bit of background, a little yeah. bit of context, yeah. my son plays for like the Academy West Ham. So we were doing, we was doing all these tours around Europe. Yeah. And at one of the tours, it was the Van Persie one in Holland. I turned around and said, there was about a couple of thousand people in there. They was all rocking and having a great time. All the kids were playing, all the parents. And I thought, why don't we do this in England? Why are we going abroad all the time to play these quality teams? Because, yeah. you know, Barcelona were there, Juventus were there. But we have loads of tournaments in England, with the, with the, but we play against Liverpool or Everton or yeah. Chelsea. Or, so where is this? Where is it in England? Yeah. And I'm talking to one of the scouts over there. He was there and he said, no one's ever done it before, Landon. I goes, why? He goes, I don't know. I goes, well, guess what? He goes, I said, I'm going to do one. Yeah, mate, good and he for went, you. And he went, mm. I, said, I said, trust me. Yeah. I said, so when I come back, started making phone calls, find out who was who and blah, blah, blah. And I come up with an idea. I said, you know what? I'm going to come up with an idea with 78 teams. Yeah. Half the teams are going to be grassroots. Yeah, good. I thought it'd be absolutely brilliant for them to have the experience See. to play yeah. against these other people. Half of them are going to be UK professional academies. Yeah. And half of them are going to be from abroad. Yeah. And after... <sighs> A little while, actually, of organising. But that's a lot of organising, by the way. Listen, to, mate, to pull teams listen, from Europe to guarantee listen. to sign them off. Tell me the teams that you got there. We had, we had, we had AC Milan, Ajax, PSG, Club Bruges, Wow, um, Ghent, um, um, Fiernold. No, not Fiernold. Um, PSV Eindhoven, yeah. um, Leon. Wow, uh, all the big guns. All of it. Listen, it was huge. And what about the British teams? We had Liverpool, Chelsea, West Ham. Um, just oh, goes on, goes on and on. A, we, yeah. had it, we had it, yeah. honestly, it was huge. And how long was that in the planning for? From start to finish? You come out with the idea of when you I reckon from, from, from inception to, the, to completion was about a year. Wow. Because obviously all the teams, it was getting all the permissions from all the different um, FAs. Governing bodies and all that, yeah. In the different countries. Yeah. Putting it, and it could have never been done before. And yeah. I'd never done, and I'd never done it before. Mm. 
who are you? Mm. What are you? What do you know? I've never done, I've never done a football tournament no, before. Course, yeah. I decided that I was going to do it because it can't be much different from what I normally do. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Then I had a friend like said, Wendell, he introduced me to a guy called Eric Hall, yeah. who, who helped me with the, like, the media Eric side. Eric Hall's of, the old Yeah, uh, Monster Monster. Agent. Monster Monster. Monster. Rest, Rest in peace. Soul. Rest in peace. He's passed away now a couple of weeks wow. ago. Who did he used to look after? Can you remember? What um, players? Um... So was it Steve Perriman? I can't remember and the players, but he was a proper face. He was like the first. He was the first to bought bonuses. Agent and bonuses. He bought in bonuses. Steve Perriman and a couple of others. And I think it, it might even be Harry Ritt. I think. I can't remember. Yeah, it's it all like Paul Gascoigne. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but, it, but he was a proper right. big face, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a proper proper yeah. face, and, he, and he a character. A, and he was in, he was like in, you know Mark Bolan from T Rex and, and Queen. Yeah, he looked after all those ones as well, yeah. like the music business. He was a proper face. Yeah. Prop, when he brought me in, he he got me in touch with. Um, Talk Sport, Radio London, um, London TV, and blah, blah, blah. So we've done a whole round. I had the, you know, same guy, Wendell, he had the he, Nick Tax, the Black Cabs, and his whole cab was decked out with the thing about the tournament. <laughs> uh, we, I booked Bromley Football Stadium. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and we, and, uh, we had eight and did pitches. You, when, you, when you saw that, when mm. you're looking at it again, there's a business model here, or you're seeing it again, I love football. I love events. This is my world. I'm going to put it on whatever it costs me. I don't yeah, like you know and I'm going to learn on the job. I, I, I think it's 50 50. Okay. Obviously, I sat down and put a concept, a conceptual kind of like the Bromley Stadium holds 5,000 people. Yeah. So my thing is like, if you can put something on a, and pull in 10,000 people, yeah. Orlando, what's the, how much money are you going to generate? Yeah, yeah. What's your break even on based on what you're doing? Yeah. And, you know, that kind of vibe. Yeah. And it broke even. And it's kind of like, how much are you going to charge? Because my vibe was the more kids you've got playing more parents are going to come and watch well if you've got 78 teams yeah and you've got eight players playing and you've yeah, got yeah. two or three subs yeah yeah and everyone's got two parents or yeah, two yeah, people yeah. that come with them do the maths yeah, yeah. and then the, the grassroots teams were paying to play in the tournament yeah, okay like 250 a team yeah right so it's like so the right. concept the business concept the, the is business there. model is there yeah that's right the, the key to something like that is finding out what the secondary spend is yes can you yes. do vip yeah. Yeah, you, is yeah. there a bar there? Obviously, kids know, but so essentially, you're well, building we we, a high-end football tournament. High-end football tournament. Yeah. And my thing as well, like what I was saying to, um, it never happened again. But I said, oh, let's do it for the following year. Yeah, which obviously didn't happen because of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like we do events in the evenings. Yeah. For the parents. Yeah. So like, all right, when I used to go abroad and with um, Montana, my son, when we used to go in the evenings, all the, the boys would go with the with the teams, and all the parents would say, "Where are we going to go now?" Yeah. So we'd all go out on the lash. Yeah. Now, if that lash had been organised by the event organiser mm. for the tournament and he had acts there mm. and he had the club with the mm. bar and blah, blah, mm. we'd all have been in there. Yeah. All appearance from all of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're thinking about, I've got, let's say you've got outside of your, your hardcore London teams, yeah. you've got probably 50 teams mm. where the parents have travelled mm. and staying over. Mm. That's, a, that's yeah, an all right well, audience. Up, it? Up. And do you know what? Yeah. When you're doing something like that, you know, it will take a long time to make money yeah, from. that's right. But, but once you get that business model, it'll right, roll you're over. Away. It'll just roll over. You're away because and you it's know, unique. It's unique. No one's mm. ever done it before. And mm. and I still get emails and things from people to all the all the Liverpool and um, Chelsea and I said the best heard. best yeah. tournament they've ever. Honestly, it's like yeah. I felt really good. At, I yeah. guess another one when. You know, you're giving out the, the trophies. I told you I'm yeah. going to be in it. So you're giving out the trophies at the end and all that stuff. Did I mention that before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're giving out all the trophies, everyone. Yeah. And you look around and you're seeing all the fans and all they think stuff. You know what? This is a really good idea. Could be and it's yeah. the, and the kids who don't normally get to play against academy players yeah. and they never will in their lives. It's a moment in a lifetime, yeah. mate. Yeah. It's really you could. It's really. 
I've had so many things like affirming emails from parents saying it's changed my boy's life. Yeah, brilliant. And blah, it's absolutely that's fantastic. That's a lovely feeling, isn't it? Honestly, it's, 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 that's special. Yeah. That is really special. Mate, Orlando, I've thoroughly enjoyed this chat. Yeah, me too, mate. From an events man to an entrepreneur to into sport like myself. We're just, yeah. we could be here for hours, mate. And loving it. <laughs> Orlando, it's been an absolute pleasure, so, mate. Listen, my, listen, the pleasure's been mine. You're a gentleman. Yeah, you too, You mate. take care. You take care, Cheers, mate. mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye.